0: Is your product or service stuck in Twitter under what seems like a massive pile of freezing cold snow? Let Overlord Services plow you out and expose this product to the rest of the world. For only $20 for three months of our enhanced service, we will create nifty images with your logo and information and post them on a daily basis. They also have yearly discounted rates. I am a client of Overlord Services. And I do have to say that not only are their services excellent, but they're really nice people. They post up my episodes multiple times per day for all of my shows without fail. And the communication that they have is second to none. I would greatly recommend that you try them out. Head to their shop at co-fi.com slash overlord svcs again that's coffee.com slash overlord services and click on shop below when you purchase their services let them know Derek sent you better and better like i don't know what the fuck i was watching the first time i watched this show i mean i liked it the first time i watched it but there were so many things that you know what probably happened i know what probably happened i was probably fucking
1: (laughs) it's one of those things and for me for me is one of those things i noticed a whole lot more when i watched it again on my own Mm mm-hmm Watching it with someone and having to explain shit the whole time, there's things that I missed while I was explaining
0: shit. Mm hmm. Plus, I was fucking. I'm starting over now. 100%. Nope, 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 nope.
2: nope. We're not going to start on that. First, we're going to talk about how I was right about the scarves again.
0: No, you were. Go ahead. Go ahead. One person responded. One person responded. one, one person which which literally which literally Brandon one person responded which makes it a tie because Scar and I said one thing and you and Joe said another thing that's a tie my nigga you didn't win y'all, shit I don't
2: know I know the answer
0: Oh my god you would be such a horribly great politician I would hate to vote for you
2: <laughs> You can just say I was wrong you can just say I didn't it's
0: okay
1: to say I don't know something I say I don't know Okay fine Brandon time. you I, didn't know that's I said, cool. I you didn't know. I don't. I said. I said. I said, said get it, I said it don't get cold enough for scarves, so I don't really wear scarfs. And I like, said
0: I had never seen niggas do it, and it looks stupid.
2: But that's what people wear. So maybe you're the one that's on the outside.
0: No, I'm not. Yes, you yes, and Joe. Okay. And Joe said but, he doesn't see many people doing it in Alberta either. In Canada, that's my what nigga.
1: That's not where it's where it's brick fucking cold. It's so cold that some of the city parts have underground areas where you can walk and not fucking freeze to death.
0: Yep, they got heaters
1: go
2: heaters there, where you're you're say, at work, way. nigga. You're misrepresenting
1: mm-hmm. him. Okay, that's how you see it, dog. Right. I, I, I call it a time.
0: I, I feel try. like it's a tie. I feel very much
1: staying. like it's a First tie. First of all, Scar, you you're So I said, I said I said, I have not seen it. I said I have not seen it, but then again, I don't live in a place where it gets really get cold enough most of the time for people to wear scarves. So yeah. You don't know.
2: You abstained so, and Rashani denied it, and the two of us confirmed it. That's two
0: against one. I've seen scars like a tie here in Winnipeg, very cold, but more for fashion purposes. Fashion? What? Didn't I say that? I said
2: people wear it for fashion. Oh, people wear scars for fashion? Oh, they wear for no, school. no, there's no
0: people way people I would argue why people fashion. wear scars for fashion because I've seen people wear yes, scars for fashion. Did.
2: Check the tape. I said <sighs> that on the show, people wear it for fashion. You told
0: me I was wrong about that. No, we didn't. You did. I just you know just what, Brandon? It. You know what, Brandon? You're right. I'm wrong. I apologize. You were wrong. You were You're just... So much, wait, 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 wait. You're right. You're so much better at this than I am. And I'm not mm-hmm. even being facetious when I say that. You're absolutely right, dog. Like, people do wear scarves for fashion. And they tie them around their neck sometimes. Like that. Size. Right size. So I was fucking... And um, that's why I probably missed a lot of shit that was going on in this show because it's dangerous to watch shows in bed. You're either going to fall asleep or you're going to fuck in my house. Those are the rules. And probably both because when this show came out, I was much younger. And so it was team leaving in all day long.
2: I'm not ready to get to the show yet. I got other things to say. This is a podcast, okay? Secondly, (laughs)
0: y'all, last week... Last week, y'all wait, wait, about, wait, 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 wait. Nigga, is this your list of grievances? Is this no, Festivus? No, is this? I don't
2: have no grievances. I just wanted to say that I was right. The second thing is last week y'all were talking about Too Close by Next. And I didn't know what that song
0: was about. I, I was shocked that you didn't know what that song was about. Exactly. Exactly. I've
2: listened
1: to that song many, many times and if, never paid a. The you song listen, is literally to, no, no, no. Wait, if you listen to the album version, not the radio version, he yes. says it at the very beginning of the song. I He's
0: wonder dead. if she could tell I'm hard right now.
1: Exactly. <laughs> yes, I did not know that. I've only listened
0: to the radio version. <laughs> hold on, hold on. And i never listened to the word. I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Hmm. And then the nigga says, hmm.
1: <laughs> what is this? was that a song? I wonder if she could tell I'm hard right now. Hmm. Yeah. I, Come on. I mean, this song kind of fucks it up for, for the guys, but it does not. It does not fuck it up as much. And I know we're not supposed to talk about this. It does not fuck the game up as much as feeling on your booty. Like, filling on your booty fucked the game up for a lot of people. Like we trying to get the slow dance Why? in, so we can start fill so we can start grinding and filling on some booty. Like it, I uh, Kel, say... put it on display for, for the for the ladies, and it's like yeah, you're no, right no, though. You're not, not
0: supposed to talk to, about it.
1: You're not no, supposed that, to
2: tell them. You can talk about
1: it. You
0: don't you have to get to a it to talk about
2: it. I talk about Trump all the time and I fucking hate
0: that nigga. Yeah, but Trump ain't a ain't a pedophile who locks niggas in who locks women away and shit like that, as far as we is he, know. Is he? Is he not? Is he not? Well, we do know. I mean if I mean, let's be
1: honest, the way that he talked about wanting to fuck his daughter.
0: True. <laughs> this, these niggas said Two oh do you, do you feel about- that alright come on don't stop now you done did it come on uh, yeah alright hold on
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> this song is about dancing too close and to my dick getting hard I had the no lyrics
0: idea. The, the, the chorus is literally baby when we're grinding I get so excited ooh how I like it I try but I can't fight it oh you're dancing real close plus real real slow you're, you're making, making it, it hard, hard for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> How did you make
0: this song?
2: How is this allowed? <laughs> I thought the R&B was supposed to be innuendos.
3: And when like,
0: the fuck did you think it was innuendos? There's a song I've heard songs from the 20's where women were talking about I'm a suck a dick here, I'm a suck a dick there like Innuendo is not always, sometimes it's overt, but here's the problem, Brandon. This song came out in 1997, Brandon, which means niggas I know were dancing to this at their high school prom, Brandon, and also some kids were dancing to this in eighth grade.
2: Man, me, listen, I don't care about that. Let
0: me tell you, you me about my house. You should it care about the make. fact that even on the clean version, they say, Step back, you're dancing kind of close. I feel a little poke coming through <laughs> on you. Yeah, that's absurd. Girl, I know you felt it. Ooh, you know Girl. I can't help it. No, you know I what I want to do. You <laughs> so no. said like, that's like,
2: absurd. What was
0: going on? I never Dude, realized this. but Brandon, 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 if this didn't, if this didn't reach you, what the fuck did you think Touch was about by Omarion? I don't remember Touch. I don't remember that song. The lyrics are quite simply just back it into song, it.
2: And I had no idea this was what this song was saying.
0: The lyrics are quite simply the lyrics. just back into it and let it touch go on and move and let it touch <laughs> I will be true just let it touch <laughs> but keep the lights on <laughs> anyway
2: after I talked about that Ace says that we should do a show where we talk about songs that we didn't know was talking about what it was talking about
0: I, I, I don't know how to tell you idea. this I, I don't know how to tell you this but I've I been thought doing Scar sp- would be perfect for that I've been doing single simulcasts for a really long time, and I don't know how to tell you this. We Simpsons did it like we did that a long time we, ago. We did, we did we did that a lot during the Dream Team, mm-hmm. especially going through
1: these uh, rap lyrics that mm-hmm. are that are that are kind of that are suspect. Rap- Mm-hmm. I don't about it. Like real suspect, like d- there's a lot of DMX on that list, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that pissed y'all off. Like y'all were like, "weren't playing any Kendrick." And I was like, "Cause DMX keeps saying uh, niggas who've been in jail know what's up and all this kind of shit." <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, and them niggas have been in jail before. Suck my dick, like you didn't know what, I mean? <laughs> what he says you know,
2: so Like you know what I mean? I didn't put that together, but now that you say it.
1: There's a, there's a <laughs> no bro, No bro when we did this shit together. <laughs> when we did this shit on the dream team, there is a lot of DMX on this list, bruh.
0: A lot, a lot. Lots a of A lot, lot, a lot, a lot.
1: I had no idea.
0: Yeah. You said then, some
1: real suspect stuff, bruh.
0: Like like it wasn't even a question of did he say what I thought he said. It was was he high when he said it? Because the nigga would just come out with some and back in those days They actually on, on Complex I think it was They had a list of the most suspect rap lines That had come out And um
1: Yeah cause we were going off of that list And that's mm-hmm. why we know that DMX was all over that
0: list Mm-hmm. But then there's also Other songs like like there's We went through Shy's uh, Comforter The player hater song of all time no, it was the friend zone song of all time. The friend,
1: zone. the friend zone.
0: Where they they told the girl to come in and tell them what's on their mind. What has he done to break your heart this time? <laughs> Just all this shit. I'm shocked that I'm 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 pleased that you didn't know um And then today they had
2: this this thing on the Twitter. I don't know if y'all saw this, but this this rapper in Chicago, right? And he's rapping and it's like new, like I think they were called him like um, some like a you know up and coming rapper out of Chicago. I guess somebody just getting hot. I I don't know none of these new niggas, so I had no idea who he was. And he's rapping about he's rapping about fucking this girl, like meeting this girl, fucking this girl, and how she was so wet and all this stuff. And then towards the end, he
1: says (laughs) he says, "Yeah, and I met her at my family reunion," and it just kept going. Oh no, this nigga! Oh, you've never heard uh, what's his name? Old boy from um, old boy from Louisiana. What's his name? Um, shit! What the fuck is his name? The one, the one that got mad at a girl because she wouldn't suck his dog off. Um, uh, uh, uh,
0: mystical.
1: No, fuck it. his dog. Mystical is a rapist. Um, two time. Um, yes. Um, what's it? Kevin Gates. Kevin Gates said a long time ago that he was fucking with this girl and um, he brought her to meet the family and his grandma was like, you know that's your cousin, right? And they kept fucking afterwards. So, like... (laughs) (laughs) Kevin Gates used to have some wild stories Now he's like Mr. Introspective And all of that kind of stuff I don't really listen to a whole lot of Kevin Gates But listening to him talk is like the greatest thing ever If you just listen to this dude just talk It is fucking amazing It's like It's like when when, um, When When Kanye was on Drink Chance It's like he sounds like a fucking genius To stupid people you know what I mean? Like <laughs> he sounds like an absolute <laughs> fucking genius. Just stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, but yeah, if you ever listen to Kevin Gates talk, that shit is they, yeah. He got mad because um, the the girl wouldn't. The, he was fucking with a girl, and the girl wouldn't blow his dog. She, he was like, "That's my best friend. Like you wouldn't you wouldn't talk about my best friend for me?"
0: Maybe he meant his dog. Like no, his he <laughs> meant his
1: dog. He <laughs> meant his dog. Dog. He was not. he He didn't say nothing about his friend. He was talking about man's best friend, his <laughs> dog. Dog.
0: I mean, Big Pun came out in one of his songs, "The Dream Shatterer," and said, "When you awaken, your manhood will be taken."
1: Yeah, it's what? it's a lot of
2: stuff. It's I mean, it's a lot this stuff of stuff. I never like people. Just I just ignore. I just like. I don't know. I don't be listening to lyrics that deep.
0: Beanie Siegel, no Beanie Siegel, on the Barrel Brothers said, "I'll blow a nigga for a box of Huggies."
1: Box and, of I mean, and then of course, of course, like Biggie, Biggie. said, says, "You look so good, I'll suck your daddy's dick." Mm, that that yeah, one yeah, is infamous.
0: That one. that, yeah,
1: that's, that's, that and we just let it ride. Like, oh, okay.
0: Fifty Cent, Rider music. We put this on the show. I know that. I read somewhere I'm homophobic. Shit, go through the hood. There's mad niggas on my dick.
2: <laughs> I wasn't just talking about like homophobic stuff or like things that are. I'm just talking about like things I had no idea that's what it meant. Like I had no idea that's what
0: too close meant. Yeah, I had
2: no earthly idea that that's what that song was about at all. I, I,
0: I, it's adorable that that didn't. I'm
1: I mean, in shock. I was in shock. I was yeah. it like three times. I was like, hold on, did they say that? I didn't necessarily like the the first time the first time that, that like I don't have like those type of things. Most of the time I can get what the fuck the song is about. But the first time that I actually paid attention to the songs of Ar- arms wide open, like and then like with the- arms wide open. Yeah, and then like I can't listen to that song right now. I can't. I can't. I'll start crying immediately because it happened around the same time as my son. Yeah, I know. Um, but um but like the first time that I really paid attention to the because I love him and clay. Like I love him and Clay, the album. Um, but like when it when it hit me what that song was really about was around the same time all of this stuff was happening with my son and like the idea of like he made a song about how I felt about finding out I'm gonna be a dad like you know what i mean but like i had heard that song i don't know how many times it didn't pay no attention to what the song was actually about i just liked the way it sounded um there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff like that where i just kind of liked the way something sounded and then was just like oh that's what the song is about okay
2: all right so the last thing is i know it's supposed to be evergreen but we're not gonna talk about Chris rock and will smith
0: no no no, no, because I know
1: I, I got called a toxic nigga yesterday, and no, I, I,
0: fuck I, the nigga who called you that, nigga. I w- I saw that shit, and I was like, I know you gonna say something, right? I no, know you I ain't just, just gonna back down. I, just, I know I you just ain't like, just gonna. I know you gonna say something. I know I you like,
1: gonna. I was like, I don't want to argue about this. I just said, you know what? We read it differently. That's
0: okay. You know what be I mean? Popping up out of the fucking gutter to That's talk. That's the shit. answer to this.
1: The answer to
2: that is. I may not have slapped a nigga on live TV, but I understand.
0: To me, that's the answer. Niggas be popping up with just, like, you don't talk to niggas for like six years and they just pop about the woodworks with an opinion. It's just like, where the fuck did you come from? It's like Snoop Dogg on Half Baked and shit. Where the fuck did you come from? (laughs) Niggas popping up out of nowhere like, oh, 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 Will Smith. Like, nigga, I wasn't there. I'm not Will Smith. I'm not Chris Rock. I'm not Jada. But I know one thing without hesitation i do it if my wife was going through something whether you knew or not i do it the only difference like if and i know most- niggas who are talking shit who have done it <laughs> real talk i know personally niggas who are just like you know what i did that because my wife was in the hospital nigga didn't nobody know your wife was in the hospital you do it but now y'all want to talk all. I, I know. I know a bunch of niggas are speaking
1: up right now that would have one hundred percent backed down from that and not done it. What's anything. the difference
2: between that and somebody getting a, somebody getting an argument right and somebody says something about your mama and you be like, my mama died and you fight them.
0: Uh, I didn't know mama scar, died scar wouldn't fight. Like, scar. Scar's talked about this before. He would just say my mama's dead as a way to stop somebody. Like, that's his that's his ace in the <laughs> hole for when somebody's <laughs> joning on him.
1: <laughs> my, my mama died when I was seven, dog. Like, that's, I, I've always had that in my back pocket. Like We can't have, we can't have these conversations. Like, I can talk about your mama all day, but the moment you talk, you talk to me, I drop that line and the conversation stops that way. And I can keep going if I really want to but you can't because then you feel that
0: and the thing is Scar back in the day when he was a much worse person he literally had a way where he would do it where his eyes would drop and his voice would get softer (laughs) my mama dead accurate and then keep going
1: I mean shit that's how I failed the third grade you do realize that right Yes. yes by playing up my mom's death Is how I failed the third grade.
0: Wake up. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's an interesting word. When you put it like that, you kind of sound like an asshole. Fuck you. Okay, (laughs) let's be honest.
1: All right, let's be honest. Let's be honest about this. I was a kid. And like my mom died. I was seven years old. I didn't have a full understanding as I grew into my understanding um, of what happened, why it happened, how it happened, all of that kind of stuff. All I know is like one day I was outside playing. It was after Halloween. I was outside playing. I was at my aunt's house. You know, somebody came to the house. Everybody was crying. They they told me to go back outside. And then like somebody came and got me and told me that that happened so like it's not anything that i really internalized at the time because i was seven um you know what i mean like i didn't really you know but then i knew when i went to school if i acted sad they put me in lost groups and stuff like that and they gave my fat ass candy and shipping (laughs) and, and soda and stuff like that and like and then, like you know, all I had to do was be sad about my mom dying, and like so, it and you know, I just kind of was like, I don't want to do the work because I'm sad. It wasn't that I couldn't do the work; is that I I refused to, and I used that as an excuse, and that was an excuse for a long time for me about why I wasn't doing my work. And eventually, that shit caught up with me. It was just like, okay, then you failed. <laughs> So like all I know is I was going to lost groups and stuff like that and they would that was the first time I that was the first time my fat ass had a hundred grand. You know what I mean? Like do you know the first the first time you had of uh, a hundred grand? You
0: know what? Not not a hundred grand, but I can tell you straight out without any hyperbole and without without joking, I can remember the first time I had a caramello. My nigga, nah, I mean, and that the, shit the, was grams, life caramelos. changing. You well, the thing I mean? for the thing about hundred grands is that whenever I would get them, they would be the, the 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 mini ones, and they be you get them for Christmas or uh, Halloween, and they tasted like they had been stale.
1: Nah, the but the
0: caramellos had, never tasted stale. They always just melted in your mouth like dog, perfectly.
1: The lost group had full size candy bars. You know what I mean? Like, what are we talking about here? I'm a little fucking kid, and this is the first time I get full size fucking candy bars. What are we talking about here? I'm used to going to Miss Henretta on the corner and getting some penny candy. I have full size candy bars. You know what I mean? This is this is all new. this is all new for me. They gave me soda and shit in school. Like, this was fucking amazing to me. And all I gotta do is be sad. Fuck yeah, man.
2: Let me ask you this: If a, if he came out on Twitter and they said after the after the after the joke and it went to commercial, Chris Will Smith ran up on Chris Rock and slapped him. Do you think it would have been people would have been like saying, "How could he do that?" This and that. No,
0: nobody nope. would care. At cared. no point did I say, "How could he do that?" At, at no point. And and since you're, since you're going to keep pushing this until we have a conversation yes. about it, even though two out of three of us said we didn't want to. Since we didn't consent to it and you want to have this conversation, I'm telling you straight out, I will fight over my wife in a millisecond. I tried to beat up a 64-year-old man when I was like 28. I will fight you. If you disrespect my wife, if you put hands on my wife, if you go anywhere near my wife in a way that I feel is against her, I will come for you. And I will not stop. With my AAU team, I've come for the coaches because they said something off-putting to my son. I will come after you if you come after my family, and I understand it. So all these niggas with the false angst and the the, the surprise and, oh, man, I'm like, did y'all not hear what the nigga said and you saw my blinker? The nigga wanted to beat up a 84-year-old woman. Like, what are we doing? Like, seriously, have you heard you saw my blinker? Like, the nigga literally wanted to punch an old lady. He wanted to break his girlfriend's wrist because she slapped his hand when he put it on her knee. This nigga wants to fight. He just had to suppress it all because he wanted an Oscar. And and also, we all forget because we know who Will Smith is
1: now. That the first three words of the Fresh Prince song <laughs> in West <laughs> Philadelphia. Like, what do we know about West Philadelphia?
0: It's yeah. not, it's not,
1: it's, it's a real, it's a real motherfucking place. It's real out there in them streets. Like, we know him as a nice guy and all of this kind of stuff, but like, and then also, like, you know, we've been fucking with this dude for years.
2: we've been fucking with this
1: dude especially the last couple years yeah the last couple years we've we've been no 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 but we've been really fucking with this dude for years especially rappers going at him because he stopped cussing in records and and like just making good happy fucking music and all of this kind of stuff we've been fucking with this dude for a long time he was due to go off at some point
0: I I went after him for boom shake the room because it was just a horrible fucking song (laughs) where he tried to sound hard all the way through and he didn't have to like you don't have to sound hard when you're doing this and 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 more than anything else my nigga, if you're going to perform Boom Shake the Room that's fine Will, what you don't have to do is still sound hard while you're trying to fucking stutter, you don't have to do okay. that part, you don't have to do this shit is Boom Shake the Room it on everybody in the house to know you've never heard this
1: Check D. No, 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 no. Okay, let me ask you this question. Is Boom Shake the Room Will Smith's Pumps in the
0: Bump? It is. It is literally, no, not even his Pumps in the Bump, my nigga. It is his OG Funk. You got to remember it. No
1: no, 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 it's his Oaktown. Hmm? It's his Oaktown. Wasn't it a song called Oaktown, where my man was trying to be real hard? Like.
0: N- no, trust me. Watch. Let me play this first, and then I'm going to go I mean, find... I'm going to go find OG, jako, O.G. Funk. That O.G. Was know, funk was where he was. Hammer! Hammer! Men- him or him or. But Will Smith <laughs> tried to sound gangster or tried to sound hard while he was also mocking niggas who stutter. Boom, shake, shake, shake the room. T-T-T-T-T-Boom. fresh princess who I am to told my mother that I never make a wag jam But sometimes I get nervous and start to stutter And to f-fumble every word I utter So watch just try to ch ch Kill. But it gets worse push still. I need the k- k- crowd to get you proud to get into it. They help me calm down and I can get through it. So high, you high, y'all get you. <laughs> I've never heard this
1: song before. You oh never God. heard Boom Shake the Room? I'm gonna tell you, no. I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how fucked up this and whole like, situation I used to is. I
0: like Will Smith the Rambo. I love Will Smith. I do. That's yeah. why I know Boom Shake the Room. This room is from Red CD.
1: Here's the first here's the most fucked up part about all of this. It's um they actually found a clip of Will Smith on Arsenio joking the dude who has alopecia. Like they are trying yeah, to what, prove thirty years ago. That. Like <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like they're going so fucking far to that make is such a Twitter team.
2: thing. That is, I was talking about this on this somewhere else. I was like, that is such a 2020. Like I, I always use 2020, but it's such a 2022 social media Twitter. Thing no, it's the Dark night. To be like hey, man, this happened 30 years ago when sensibilities were different. Nope. So it's let me
1: bring that up today. It's the Dark Knight. It's the Dark Knight, 100%. Because you're the same person. <laughs> D- die a hero or live long enough to become the villain. Like, it's this right, is exactly...
0: is Wow. <laughs> or, or, conversely, be MC Hammer and try and make yourself a villain.
2: Hammer, hammer, roll them
0: that's don't stop. That's from the Funky Headhunter by MC Hammer. Where he joined Death Row, my nigga. I <laughs> Hammer was not someone to be trifled with. He, he is not. not. And I'm scared to say more than what I've already said, because <laughs> Hammer lives in my area and he will pull the fuck up like Steph Curry. <laughs>
1: yeah, um we we know about the we know about the third base thing. Mm-hmm. and um Redman tells the story mm-hmm. um, where he's where he said, he said he said he said he said something about Hammer and it wasn't even like directly but like the the both of those instances they both said something that kind of referenced his mother his mama and even though even though third base said something to, in reference to his song turned his mother out but like he felt like it was a reference to his mother and like put a hit on these niggas for real,
0: for real. like a real hit. Like he had niggas on the what? block looking yeah. for him. Like third base was in L.A. and they were on their way to a concert, and they had one dude who was there as their bodyguard and who was, a, who was
1: affiliated.
0: Was affiliated, and he started getting messages. Yo, yeah, we're on our way.
1: Yep, and they said,
0: and they said they, "I didn't they, know that."
1: Yeah, they they listen to search. Search tells this story very well, and he tells about the couple of times that they were about they were about to get hit, and that dude understood what, what what I mean. He understood the assignment, and he flashed some sort of signs and was like, you know, I'm affiliated. I got this, and they backed off of him.
0: Yeah, they were very much like we're thankful that we had this exact dude with us at this time because if he wasn't there, we would have been murdered in the street because Hammer put a full-on hit on us. He Not even a hit. Brandon, Brandon, I don't know how gangster you are, so I don't know how much you're going to get of this. Hammer put a green light out on Search.
1: Yes. In no, third base. All,
0: all he on. literally put a green light on them.
1: Yeah. as I understand it, it was 15 G's. Mm-hmm. 15 G's for them niggas' lives.
0: You know, the last time I saw somebody do that shit, it was in Shaft. Back in those those days, that was a lot of money. The Samuel L. Jackson version of Shaft and I thought it was a joke. They might have been writing about Hammer too because (laughs) that nigga did not, and the thing is, Hammer saw him and I believe he was just like, Search's like, I'm sorry. <laughs> and Hammer was like, alright, call everything off. That's it. That's all I needed. And he dipped and, out. And
1: and <laughs> he um a red Man tells the story, and the, all of this shit is on YouTube. You can find these. Yes. Red man said that he said something. But I'm gonna put it at the end
0: of the show because why Hammer, not?
1: Hammer took that shit. Hammer took that shit personally. And um, he, it was like what was the the the, the ending of Yo T- Yo MTV Raps or or one of those, and they were like a bunch of rappers were in the building. Mm-hmm. Said Hammer came up to him. It was like the shit the, the shit you said about my mama. Never do that again. And Redman said, "Yes sir, yes Mr. sir, Hammer sir, <laughs> yes sir, <Mr. laughs> Hammer
3: sir." <laughs>
0: so when that nigga came to my town and was preaching because mc hammer for a while was preaching at my local church what yeah mc hammer was a pastor for a while there
1: yeah and you know he he put he put a he put a gospel song i mean his version of a gospel song on every one of his albums there was at Mm -hmm. least one
0: And so when he pulled up, niggas were like, man, he's a horrible pastor. And somebody in the back was like, y'all need to just shut up and thank the Lord. And we didn't know. (laughs) Did not know until now. But yes, I was probably fucking. Scar, like, that's probably what was going on. Because this show just keeps getting better and better with every single moment that I watch it.
1: And okay, so I'm gonna say this again for the millionth time. I'm gonna have to go by your um, what you call it because I watched both episodes already. (laughs) 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 I I couldn't stop. I was just like, "Fuck!" I gotta stop now. After the second episode, I really have to stop now. This is what I needed to watch for next week. All right. Well,
0: aren't well, aren't you glad this episode episode two of season two, governed by sound reason and true religion, um. I was wondering, honestly, how Helena didn't die. We find out. I, I didn't know that I I have to check with my wife to see if that's a real thing that they that the reason why she was saved, because they talk about that later on, that twins, uh their organs can be placed like mirror image. So instead of their heart being on one side it's on the other side. I was like, damn, that's crazy. Um but the cops come in, the 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 nurse are checking on her Um, she has no identification, so he takes a picture of her, and the nurses are all shocked that she survived the gunshot wound to her chest. Um, and Art and Sarah are discussing what they know, and they're talking about what the Prolethians might want with Kira, but they have no idea how to find her. And Felix arrives, and his phone rings, and it's Kira, who's like, she's not supposed to be calling, she's actually hiding under the blanket. Uh, in a in a hotel room. Um, she's not supposed to be calling but she's scared and there's a strange man with her. And I gotta say, the first episode and this episode, everything, until we found out what happened, I really was creeped out by this whole thing because that dude, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I know that people who assault children and have a predilection for children or pedophiles can look like any he, sort of way. But it that it looked dude like looked like somebody that you don't want to be walking down the street on the same street with him after nine o'clock at night. Like that dude looked like the dude that if he's behind you on the sidewalk, you start walking out in the middle of the street.
1: Yeah, he, that dude, that dude looked like a creeper.
0: Mm-hmm. So um, he, he hangs up the phone and Art tracks the call and traces it to a motel. And they prepare to go over there. Um and before they leave Felix hands out uh, green. he's like I got new green burner phones for the clone club uh, Allison and the kids and Donnie are at the funeral for Ainsley and in the church lobby the white women are white women about I can't believe Allison's here after what happened at the intervention that she didn't want but Ainsley put together and then the ether music played and we were all shocked <laughs> right <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, I probably would have been in a group like that.
2: I've been around people like that. If yeah. if, uh, if somebody I knew was sucking somebody else's dick, and then that person died, their husband died, their wife died, and then like a week later they show up at the funeral, I'm like, the f- didn't you just? Didn't this just happen? Like, what are you doing?
0: I what mean, are you doing? <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> what are you doing? But I thought this is a community event. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, even the pastor was at my intervention. I felt like this is the whole thing. The pastor was up there. The book club, right? She called it. What the fuck? Fuck Ainsley. I'm glad she's dead. Um, But they're gossiping about Allison. Full contact reading. Full contact reading. What the fuck does that mean? What does that mean? Anyhow. One friend and one friend only, uh, Sarah Stubbs, hugs Allison and says that they shouldn't be treating her like this. And Sarah's, you know, I'm I'm like, Sarah, are you even a part of the group? Or are you just in the community theater with with Allison? Because I, well, I haven't have seen her at part any the, parties.
1: You, you have to be a part of the community to be a part of that theater.
0: But was she at the party where Allison was getting drunk and shit? I didn't even notice her being there. Ainsley was I, in the play. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Sarah wasn't at that party where the one where Donnie was in the basement with the with the hot glue on his nipples, right? She wasn't there. No. Okay, no, cool. So she's not really a part of their clique. She <laughs> was with Ainsley and with <laughs> Allison, so she's going to be on the outside looking in well, anyway.
1: Remember, the, the the theater is the community. Yeah. That potluck was the neighborhood.
0: Yes, Big difference.
1: So she maybe not lives in that neighborhood. And but probably- she's a
0: part of the community. Right. Yeah. The same way community college has got like a gang of people in it. But um, Allison's- Allison feels a phone ringing in her pocket and she pulls it out in this Donnie's phone. Because um, he gives her his coat um, as he gets the kids ready to go. Because they've been picking flowers off the fucking coffin. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you get those flowers from? They're angelies.
1: <laughs> like do you I'm not see to... these white people staring at me? <laughs> I'm starting
2: to think they got to Donnie after her him and uh Allison got together.
0: <sighs> but the not phone...
1: seem as badass as Paul. He does explain it at some point.
0: So yeah. He uh the text messages on the phone say she makes her own choices, placate her. Come outside and call ASAP. And Donnie comes back and gets her, cu- gets his coat. And Allison is staring at him suspiciously like, I let the wrong person die. <laughs> like She's literally <laughs> looking at him like you can hear the Kill Bill alarms in <laughs> the background. Um, next thing that happens is that at a large farm, we find out that the young man with, that was in the um, diner with the Prolethean symbol on his belt, his name is Mark. Uh, And he's greeted by the farm's patriarch, Henrik Johansson, who thanks Mark for saving Helena. Uh, They're working in the horse barn doing artificial insemination on a mare. And the matriarch, the the mother of the family, because, you know, it's pastor and mother, uh, joins them and they talk amongst themselves. um, And Henrik says that they need to get.
1: Was it a a mare? I
0: thought thought it was a cow.
1: I thought it was a cow.
0: Like a horse to me.
1: We could be wrong. I thought it was a cow.
0: Either way, they stuck an a artificial insemination tube up in an inseminator and then was like, it's up to the Lord now. And Mark's like, yes, pastor. And Henrik says they need to get that girl out the hospital. And he says, I count on you, Mark, to get it done.
1: And, and at this point, we know that Heinrich is basically he's like about that Prolethean life. But he also believes in science, Mm -hmm. which I always wonder why, like, people who believe never say, well, God created
0: science and, like, let it be what the fuck it is. But, like, people don't think that far ahead. They just want to they just want to fight. It's like um, Stan's dad in fucking South Park at the baseball games. You want to go?
1: You're the best. You want to (laughs) go? The way that nigga nigga saying that shit himself while he was fighting.
0: (laughs) That might be my favorite episode of all time of South Park because all the niggas wanted to do was lose the game so they could go the fuck home.
1: (laughs) Exactly. They did not want to
0: be in that tournament.
1: Yeah, it's it's like with the like people who get into baseball, and, like when you're actually good at baseball, it's like, what what do you mean? We have to
0: play this all the rest of the year? <laughs> you you mean this is fall ball too? If you win this tournament, you're playing winter ball. Oh shit! You're the best around. You get to fight people in a whole other city, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Oh so. Um, back at the Diet Institute, Casima and Delphine are telling Doctor Leaky that Sarah fooled them both. And Casima's like, "I didn't know she took my clothes and and my twisted up her hair like me." What? What? When did that happen? And Doctor Leaky, I didn't know she got my glasses. And, I didn't know she got my glasses and and stole your key card. Obviously, like what? I no, no, no,
1: no, 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 no. Um, Delphine said well, she got your key card.
0: <laughs> Dr. Leakey says that Rachel takes insults very personally, and the best way to help Sarah is to work there at Dyad. Cosima looks uncertain, but you know she gonna do it. You, you know you're gonna, unless you're gonna do it exactly. So, she's a science woman, she's, science. she's a
2: woman of science.
0: Mm hmm. Art and Sarah get to the motel that uh, Kira was at, but the office told Art that they left an hour ago, a man and a little girl. So they search the room that they had, and Sarah finds a drawing by Kira. And Art looks outside and notices Daniel Rosen arriving, and that's Rachel's right hand. And he's like, I've been waiting for this motherfucker. So Art tells Sarah, stay, you stay put. Apparently, to Sarah, you stay put clearly means investigate because when Art leaves out to frisk uh, Daniel, Sarah notices more signs of Kira outside and follows the trail to a laundry, then to a garage where a scary looking man grabs her and he tells her to get in the trunk of the car if she wants to see Kira. What part of you stay put didn't make sense? But the right. car.
1: Because she clearly went outside. That's when she started noticing the
0: clothes. Mm hmm. Are you? Are you? Are are, when I tell my kids, "You stay put." If I turn around, they're gone. The next time that we go out anywhere, they're worrying, No, I can't even lie like that because my kids aren't white. Sarah, Sarah, don't listen. I wouldn't put my kids on the leash. There
1: are a few times where I wish that I put a harness leash on my uh, on poop. I would. Like
2: an amusement park, if I had a kid that wandered off, I'd rather have the embarrassment than the lost
1: child. Pooh Bear used to like to, to like if we were near the clothes in Walmart. She used to like duck and dodge under the clothes and shit. And I'm, I mean, I can't, I can't go under there. <laughs> so like, she would be under there, and I had no idea what the fuck she is until she popped up.
2: I used to work at Disney World. I was, in, I interned, I did an internship at Disney World, and back then, I used to say, "Look at these stupid ass white people with these leashes on their kids. What's wrong with these fucking people?" And now as a fully grown adult, I'm like, Yeah, I kids understand. run off. Kids run off. Even yeah. even
1: good kids run off. Yeah. I'm I not trying to, to have them run off at Disney World. <laughs> I used to work at I used to work at Busch Gardens and I, I actually worked there twice and yep. You get you you see this shit happen all the time.
0: Well maybe the thing is I just didn't take my kids to those sort of amusement parks when they were young. 'Cause yeah, young, by the time, young. yeah Devin was in a in a stroller still. And the other ones were old enough to know better. They were like five and six, so they stayed close. They knew where the money was. But, yeah. <laughs> where the money reside? Where the money reside? Basically. Uh, the car stops along a forest road, and the man lets Sarah out the trunk. And he says that someone will be alone, but she attacks him, calling for Kira. Uh, but then Miss S shows up with her shotgun and grabs Sarah and pulls her off the man. Yeah, and She
1: kicked that nigga and the kids, bro.
0: Mm-hmm. And she apologized to the man, Benjamin, who thanks Siobhan and leaves. Miss S, like Kara was fine, but Sarah has just passed through an airlock. She knew that Sarah would come and she didn't want her to bring trouble with her. So she leads Sarah through the forest, but Sarah isn't accepting anything until she sees Kira. And at this point, seeing uh, Miss S with the shotgun and looking all gangster and shit, i think i think i got a white girl crush just a little bit on on miss s like the way she was running shit this episode i was like that's dope that's savage she is sav i, I like her, her gangster.
1: i like her, her on the commitments
0: the fuck is a commitment
1: i sent you the. i sent y'all the thing on the commitments in the chat where she was on that there is a movie where a bunch of like irish people decide to sing soul music she's one of the singers
0: and she how long, sang, how long um, ago
1: did you sit it in the chat? That is it's it quite a while ago. So it didn't um, happen. But it's um what you calling it? Um she sang that um she's did you know, she sang that uh, Aretha Franklin song, you know, the, the I never loved a man the way that I love you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: She sang that song uh by herself and Yeah, that's when that's when that happened for me. <laughs>
0: So, at Dyad, Dr. Leakey shows Kasima and Delphine their new lab, because even though she's your monitor, you're still going to be, you know, working in the same lab as her. You can't get free. In a building where high security projects are done, he assures Kasima that she can outfit the lab as she wishes and buy anything and hire staff and do whatever she needs. That's what I wanted
2: to say. On that text message, I'm glad you reminded me, Rashani. On that text message that Donnie got... I noticed that it said, let her make her own decisions.
3: Mm-hmm. So like, it's,
2: it seems like Leaky was kind of telling the truth. To say, like, I mean, he lied that they're still going to have monitors, but they're not going to interfere anymore.
0: But wait, he lied.
2: He just kind of lied. Kind of. Kind of <laughs> lied. How do you kind of lie? It's like if you got kids, right? And you tell uh-huh. your kids. Uh, The first time you let your kids stay in the house by themselves when you go out with your wife, right? And you be like, I'm trusting you to do the right thing in the house, but you got cameras in the house. (laughs) Technically, you are trusting them because you're still leaving to go out with your wife, but you can look on your phone and look at the cameras to see what the fuck they doing and if they doing any fuck shit. Right, right? Good analogy? No.
0: No, I guess. I'm just saying, like, how do you kind of lie? No matter watch. how you look at it, and 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 if I may, that leads me to another statement that's been irking me for a while: coaching and branding. You played sports at a, at a pretty high level. Did all your coaches yell at you? Some more than others. So. If you coach, do you think you'd yell at the kids? I don't know if I'd yell at the kids.
2: I might yell. You got to have patience to coach kids. And sometimes kids can do annoying shit, but I would never demean kids, like call them stupid or nothing like that.
0: No. So you didn't have any coaches that would berate you?
2: No, I don't remember any. I don't remember kids getting berated. I don't remember getting berated.
0: Okay.
2: I remember yeah. getting like, well, I was kind of a difficult athlete. At times, like I remember in high school, we our our high school was shitty. And so we used to practice at this middle school and because we didn't have a football field at our high school because it was an environmental science school. They didn't want to take down trees to build a fucking field. Uh, And so they would make us go do like drills in the mud. And I would tell my coach, like, why would I go do a drill in the mud when there's grass right there? Football players got to get down and get dirty, and I would say I'm not doing it. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to do it. And so he would yell at me and make me go run, run the, um, the stands or whatever. But it wasn't like you stupid motherfucker. You know that type of thing. No, that never happen. Okay.
0: I just I feel like adults be talking to kids in a way that if a if another adult talked to them that way, they want to fight them. Yes. But the kid isn't an adult. So?
2: There is a level of respect between adult and kids that's not there for kids, adults and
0: adults. But that's what I'm saying. That's the part that, that angers me about coaching is that belief that because kids are kids, we don't have to give them the respect that we give to adults.
2: You got to give them respect, but there's a different level of respect that should be received than what you would expect from an adult. So, like, coaches yell at NBA players, but they don't talk to NBA players the same way they talk to college players.
3: Mm-hmm. And Urban, Meyer,
2: Urban Meyer tried that shit when he went to the NFL, and his ass got up out of there. They got his ass up out of there. They weren't having that shit. You weren't about to talk to him. You talk to grown-ass niggas like that.
0: Yeah.
2: Especially
1: especially the professionals make so much more than the coaches. (laughs) Like, how the fuck are you talking? Nigga, I can crush you with my wallet. Like, what are we talking about here? I'm not saying they should talk to the college
2: students like that. I'm not saying you should ever berate people. But I do understand how coaches yell.
0: Okay, so let's take it a little bit younger. High school. You should never berate any kid, any age. Kids who are literally emotionally fragile. Fourteen. Yelling, let's let's say let's say fourteen and fifteen. I think there's a difference between berating and yelling. Like raising your voice for, you're upset. for 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 some of these coaches, is there though? To, to me there's a
2: clear difference. Yelling is natural. You can't you can't be on one side and say people should be able to express their emotions. Okay, so then, let me rephrase so that then.
0: I'm not no, I haven't even said yell. I thought I said berate you did say berate that's okay
2: i agree with you you should no one should be berated that's a step too far okay but yelling like if i yell at a kid what are you doing get back on defense
0: no yeah no that's fine like that's just the 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 way i say that is the way that i see that is sometimes in a in a like we'll be in a tournament no it'll be like we were just in one where there was 15 courts in one facility so the noise is high in that situation, i got to talk loud so you can hear me across the court. But if you're standing right in front of me and I'm still yelling at you, like you're in really? my face, because if I get in your face, Brandon, and I'm screaming in your face, how long are you going to take it?
2: I mean, a professional
0: athletes take it all the time. How long are you going to take it?
2: No, but you can't compare outside of sports to sports. I don't like when people do that. Sports... Like, people do this with, like, professional athletes say, at my job, if I did that, your
0: job is not But, but I'm a I'm But I'm same. a coach, so I can literally make that designation because I am in the sport. If
2: you were coaching me, like, if we were playing directly, like, adult basketball, and I was doing some fuck shit, and you were like, Brandon, what the fuck? Like, what are you doing? I'd be like, oh, yeah, coach, yeah, let me get back and do it. There's a different, but if you are just talking to me and you're yelling at me, that's not the same thing as on the field. Yeah, I think people. I think people try to. I'm not. I know what you're getting at, and I agree with you. But the field is not the same as like outside the field. Like it's different. All sports. It ain't just like football and basketball men's sports. Women's sports. It's different than real life. How situations happen. So if I'm on the court, and I fuck up, and my coach be like, "Damn, you fucked up." Like he might just be emotional because he's trying to win, and I fucked up. But I've also had coaches come to me afterwards and be like, I've had a coach say, like, Brandon, that was fucking stupid. And then afterwards go, listen, I wasn't calling you stupid. I said what you did was stupid. You got to work on being better. This is how you get better. To me, that's good coaching. I don't think that's bad. In In the moment, people are emotional. That happens. I don't think you can, in one way, tell people it's okay to be emotional and then
0: be like, but when you play sports with kids, don't get emotional. I'm just like when you talk to kids. Because it's also just parents. It's it's people. They just feel like and you're right, like I, I I'm now separating the sports from you know, just real life. There are some adults who talk real greasy to kids. Yeah. If I told you straight out you're meant to be seen and not heard <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think we've
0: all heard that, though,
2: right? I feel like we've all heard that,
0: and it's a shitty thing to say. Okay, okay, I'm sorry. That was my that was my little thing that I was thinking about a couple days. No, ago.
2: that's a good little thing. I'm glad you brought it up. I
1: have no. I'll finish it. This, I have no comments on this because I hate kids. So <laughs> that's
0: true. Let me you this one. But Scar, time. Scar, do you like being yelled at?
1: I was married. <laughs>
0: So the answer is no. Um, I took it for a long time. You know, that's the other thing. You say I was married and I'm like, I I don't know what that means. (laughs) Like I'm married and it's a different world than what you went through.
1: You are a different kind of man than I am. I was an emotionally stunted man child who didn't understand how to process my own emotions. So I stuffed them. There's a difference. I mean, I've I've had years of therapy. So like, I understand this 100% about myself, but like that's, that's the difference between you and me. Um, And I was completely self-centered in which you, you and your wife are a team. My, me and my wife were not.
0: Right. I can see
2: that. So, Rosani, I'll say this really quick. So, on Superman and Lois, this is a good example of what you're saying. One of Superman's kids got his girlfriend was like selling. They call it X Kryptonite, but it's they It's an analogy for drugs, and she got caught with. And instead of her getting caught because she was really poor and broke, his son took the drugs and he got caught. Right. And so they were threatening to expel him from the school unless he told them where he got the drugs from or whatever. And he refused to do it. He's like, "I'm not ratting him out. I'm not telling you who did it." Yeah, like, he, did, he, didn't, want on. he so didn't want to say his girlfriend. He didn't want to say his girlfriend. Clark finds out, and Clark comes in, and he's like, "What are you doing? Like, I thought I taught you better than that. You're gonna throw this all down the drain for someone else, and you're not even gonna tell me who it is. You're getting expelled." He was like, "This is unacceptable." Like, like yelling at him, right? And then like he was completely shot. And then the next day he came and he was like, look, it's not that I don't love you anymore, but I'm really upset about what you're doing. And what I'm saying is, I think it's completely okay if Clark reacted like that if your child tells you, I took some drug for somebody else. I'm not telling you whose drugs they are. And if I get expelled from school, fuck it. I'm just going to get expelled. If someone's emotion goes... To yelling, I get that. That's okay to me. Like that's normal human emotion.
1: I, I'm a yeller. It's what I do. And when it's, you're it's, old,
0: like, you'll be old yeller,
1: nigga. <laughs> Um And and like because and because of me, my daughter is too. Like when she's trying to get her point across, her most of
0: you know most of her personality. Well, it's, it's not just because of you. I, I know your wife.
1: Most most of her personality is me.
0: But I know so, your ex-wife, So, too.
1: like, even when the two of us are having a conversation, halfway through the conversation, I'm like, why are we yelling? We're sitting
0: right across from Well, the to be fair, when her was a baby, y'all's favorite phrase, one of which was, shut the fuck up <laughs> to <laughs> each other. So, I mean, where's the rope? We're walking here. Um... But it's just it's, 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 it's an interesting conversation that I like to have with myself to keep myself balanced when I talk to the kids on the court because they are such a high-level group of basketball players that I don't want to put that pressure on them that I know their parents are already putting on them. So I strive to I yell at them. But I see other coaches. One coach told me straight out, this kid fucking sucks, and I yell at him because he fucking sucks. And if I tell him he fucking sucks, he'll stop fucking sucking. And his mom is sitting right behind me clapping while I'm telling him he fucking sucks. So I must be doing something right because this kid fucking sucks. And I was like, okay. Some kids do react to that.
2: I'm not saying you should do that. I'm not condoning that at all. But kids are triggered by, I mean, people in general. Some people are triggered by, like, different types of motivation. The problem is, is when you don't understand that all kids aren't the same.
0: And like you mm-hmm. can't treat
2: all kids the same. Like some kids do need that like hard like you hear people say tough love. Like a lot of people use that as a way to be assholes to kids. Mm-hmm. But tough love is real. Like some
0: kids do react to that. Some kids Also do real is thug love. That that's that's more of a Tupac thing. Um or, A perfect example or, is on the Bobby show. Brown
1: and ja
0: Rule. We, we do not Brown talk about Bobby Brown and Ja Rule's Thug Love. No, my fuck friends. that shit.
1: <laughs> that video with the kick, dog. When he comes out the helicopter, he just does that kick. Come on, the kick is
2: everything. Or Bone Thug's Thug Stug Love is one of the best verses ever.
0: It's one of the laziest. It's Don't the, the Tupac's verse on there. I used to love it. I used That's to say that that was the best song on the album. That's one of the laziest songs I've ever heard him do.
1: And, 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 no, and you know something, I think, version
0: uh what on um No, I know what you're talking about when he but he gets on Bone Thugs and Harmonies, Thug yeah. Love. And so his verse on there, like they're all out there gassing and, and, and rapping fast and everything, and Tupac just comes in and I, throw your motherfucking guns up. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. And uh, you know, here's my thing. Um and I, I say this the same thing the same thing about um about uh Pastor Troy. Um I used to love that song, and now as an adult, I can't listen to it because of the fucking gunshots. Because the gunshots of that song is the beat. And I cannot fucking listen to that song anymore. <laughs> I just can't. It, just, it annoyed, The gunshots annoy me so fucking much.
0: That's some adult shit.
1: And like, the, there was a there was a Pastor Troy song where he was talking, talking shit about Master P. Like, the radio version does not have the gunshots. But the album version has gunshots all through the fucking song, and it's annoying as shit. I was like, I'd rather listen to the radio version.
2: I don't often feel things with music, but I promise you, when I was watching that verses when Bone Thugs were getting their ass whipped by Three Six Mafia, and then Busy Bones sang that verse on Thug Love, it—I I felt that shit in my body. You know it's what? Like I left Earth. Busy busy is busy is like fucking amazing. <laughs> it's like he just was ha- it was like he was having an out of body experience. It was like insane. I can't even describe it. It was yeah, but, it was probably and, the best and, moment in verses to me.
1: And like and like just like Busy in general, like you know, there's reasons why he's the the way that he is, you know, he was on like was it, like America's most wanted or something. Yeah, he People got like kidnapped. That. Yeah, he got kidnapped really? as a child. Yeah. yeah, he was he was oh, on America's wow. Most Wanted or some shit like that. He got kidnapped as a child and I think some things happened while he was being while while he was kidnapped and um like so like he's got some stuff in his past that, that make him what, what he is and he uh you know self-medicates a lot.
0: Yeah. He talks uh, okay. about it too. He's very open about it. Very much so. Um but him as a rapper is he is phenomenal. phenomenal. He is the dylan of Bone. Oh, my God. Busy B is, <laughs> Our Busy Bone is so fucking dope. That nigga, I bought his album and was happy. And the nigga's whole album is him doing one-minute clips of other songs that he's not going to finish. And I was so happy to hear that shit. Watch. Hold on. First, I want y'all to... Well, no. I'm going to do... No, we're
1: doing everything but the episode, right?
0: Yeah, that's fine. we're doing the episode. So this nigga got a song called Yes, Y'all. It's literally 32 seconds long. And it's him rapping, and it just fades out. It's like a mixtape. But here's what I was thinking about while y'all were talking about uh, Bone. Brandon, this is probably before your time. But one of my favorite things about rap in the 90s was the clean versions of rap. Where when it was on the radio?
2: What my time? What you talking about? Are you talking yeah, whatever.
0: <laughs> when when w- when it was on the radio, and instead of just blanking the word out or playing the word, yes. they play sound effects over like this. Down, down, down. Down. You don't got yourself in some deep. Now you stuck in your house. You gotta beat the remix. The remix. You can't go out because they gonna leave you in the deep ditch. They hit you with the assignment. You decide to keep
1: it. Only reason you alive because you read lips When you drove by the block, low, when you see
0: them fish Seen them off and off, how they don't need this How they sick of you ducking them, dodging, weaving them, leaving them. How they call you when you don't return their beeps? Now they ready to kill you all your, all your people You don't ever start with some wow. You don't the dough and juvenile and chicken you better get it back. Yeah. Or sleep with a rivers at
2: listen shots who your fitted cap. You got big guns that Gun go. go. And you know, right.
1: good night. Good night. Where's
2: my niggas
0: at? I love that verse. That's one of my favorite songs.
1: That's that's the that's the that's the song that legitimized cash money.
0: It's also one of the best music videos ever. They got big guns to go brak brak brak. <laughs> that was the best definition or the best gun sound effect until uh, TDE came out with do 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 do. Okay, all uh, right, you're right. We we are doing a podcast about uh, orphan black. Fire. So what?
2: People like us. We can talk about orphan black and other shit <sighs> because this is the orphan black ass podcast. Yes, that's, yes. You keep saying that's it what wrong. it is. You keep that's, it wrong. That, no, that way it makes sense, not orphan black cast
1: cast. <laughs> black ass cast.
0: Black ass cast. Black ass. Orphan black ass cast. <laughs> I see a black ass over there. <laughs> oh, we should have won with my first name. So.
2: No, but on, I was going to say if on the show, when Kira ran away, right, with um, Helena. Mm hmm. And, and fucking uh, Sarah was freaking out, right? Mm-hmm. It, let's just say Kira didn't get hit by a car and Sarah actually got her back. If Sarah would have been like, Don't you ever run away from home with strangers!
0: Like, and yelled at her, I'd have been like, That's a normal human emotion. That's, that's human emotion, exactly. But the, the thing that makes it sinister is when I come home. The chicken isn't thawed out. <laughs> yeah, I see what you're doing. I get in my kids' face and scream at them for a good 45 minutes. Because you know how moms used to be. <laughs> 45 minutes. <laughs> By the time I... You, you know what I found out when I was an adult? And this shit still pisses me off. I mean to call my mom every so and tell her, you motherfucker." If done right, you could thaw out a, pe- a, a chicken. You could thaw out... Drumsticks? Yes. In like seven minutes? Yes. They came in just on fire, so fucking mad. Seven minutes, my nigga. (laughs) (laughs) I gave, I asked you to do one thing! I was lucky.
2: My parents didn't really yell at me or give me whoopings, but I had to spend every summer in the country with my grandmother and my aunts and uncles. Where everybody could get it. Wait, no, where they would say Brandon go get your switch off the tree
0: mm-hmm. and they would
2: have s- spikes on it and stuff and my mom found out one time because I told
0: her and she drove from Baltimore to... <laughs> wait, 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 wait. My mom found out one time because I told her. <laughs> so,
2: no, my mom told them like hey, look, we don't do that to Brandon like you're not like and they were well, that's how we raise our kids out here and I guess I did something or said something and I called my mom and my mom drove from Baltimore. Nigga, you're, McMalt- you're McNulty. <laughs> my mom drove from Baltimore to her brother's house in the Eastern Shore of Virginia, four hours, and said, "Don't you ever whip my son? Don't you ever whip him?" See, and but that's and the I, thing. And she asked, "Like, what did he do?" And I think it was like he was talking because, like, my my they're super country. This is like one like Scar knows the Eastern Shore of, of Virginia. Accomac County. There's like one high school, one middle school, is dirt roads. Like it's country as fuck. Yeah. Like when it would rain, we would sit in the living room in the dark. Like they gave me there. a scholarship.
1: Yeah, you gotta turn off all the lights. You're gonna run the a thing like that.
0: Like, they offered me a scholarship.
2: <laughs> I'm thirty four five years old. When I was growing up, I still used outhouses. That's what was there. Outhouses to use the bathroom.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to college there.
2: And they would come in and my mom was like, and I think I was like talking when it was, we were supposed to be quiet in the dark and they whipped whipped all of us or something like that. And my mom was in, I had never seen her that angry in my entire life.
0: But at the same time, you got to look at that as some people take generational curses and they pass it on to the next generation. Your mom at an early age was striving to break generational curses, which is dope.
2: Yeah, well, my mom hated it there. She graduated high school a year early and moved to Baltimore. <laughs> well, to D.C. originally. She hated yeah. the Eastern Shore.
0: Yeah, I'm glad I didn't go to college there. I was like, ooh, Ooms,
2: U-M-E-S. Oh, no, yeah. U-M-E-S is not in the Eastern Shore of Virginia. That's in Salisbury. That's not nearly as country oh. as Virginia. Yeah, U-M-E-S, I mean, it's country relative to, like, a city, but it's I mean, not like Eastern Shore of Virginia country.
1: UMES, that's where that's where Tom Roman Smeeker met, right?
0: Uh yeah. I believe so.
2: I believe my dad yes. went my dad graduated from UMES. It's in Princess Anne, Maryland. It's like right next to Salisbury. It's I mean it's kind of country, but it's not that country. What I'm talking about is like where my parents are from, you gotta drive 45 minutes to the closest Walmart. They when I was growing up. They put a Walmart there when I was like 14. They finally got their first Walmart and this fucking town went crazy. There is no movie theater in the town. You have to drive across the bridge to Virginia
0: Beach, the Bay Bridge to Virginia Beach to go to the movies. Don't don't and call it costs that the $12, Bay Bridge.
1: It's twelve dollars to go across the fucking bridge. Don't call <laughs> that. Don't don't,
0: don't call that the Bay Bridge. That, that know, thing so, was that thing was a hell bridge. That's that's what that was.
2: The old you know, bridge was a hell bridge.
1: Yes, the, was the, the, the crazy part about go, going through the bridge tunnel is be. Uh, I was cool the first time I drove in the bridge tunnel because there's open parts where you can see the traffic on both sides. Inside of the tunnel park, um, because of Grand Theft Auto Four, I was used to it. Because there's a bridge just like that in Grand Theft Auto Four, so like, you know, I, my ex my ex wife, you know, who was my wife at the time, was just like, "You're not afraid of this?" I was like, "No, it's just like Grand Theft Auto. It's, it's people. Oh, I can see the cars over there, and I am going about my business. Going by they go about their business. We straight."
0: So. Next up, they're at the community theater. Allison and the others are practicing.
1: (laughs) I forgot we were doing the episode.
0: Allison, as we already know, is in the lead because Angley died. Allison's fucking up. When they need to go left in the dance, she's going right. And I just got to tell y'all, honestly, this play is the fucking bestest. The more I watch it, the more I'm like, I love community theater. And I just want to applaud these actors. Brandon and I, I was telling him about Bowfinger and how it's one of my favorite movies of all time. I fucking hate that movie. And here's what I... I'm going to tell you the same way I told him and maybe you'll see it differently.
1: No. We've had this conversation
0: before. Bowfinger is a movie where esteemed and acclaimed actors and actresses, Eddie Murphy, Steve Martin, Christina Baranski, uh, Amy Graham or whatever her name is, like all of these real... Solid, like real actors have to act like they can't act. That is some of the dopest shit in the world to me. Whenever I see an actor act like they can't act, that is just mind-blowing to me. That's like me acting like I can't cook. It's so against what you do. And so to see these folks in this community theater acting like they can't act and doing the horrible singing and Oh my god! Well, I know nobody likes to touch a dead body, but I was really hoping you'd help me clean up the blood. And they start singing about the blood, the blood, the blood. <laughs> here's, the, here's the crazy. Here's the crazy part
1: about the real, the real play or whatever like that. It's a play where they're all standing on stage, like reading off of reading off of the sheets, like a radio play, but they're standing on a stage. So like, it's not even acted out in the way that it is in this
0: show. Did the play come out before or after the show? Like, did it actually go to theaters after the show? I sent sent y'all the I know, the shit. I know you sent it to me, but what I was asking is, did it get bigger once folks found out it was on the show and it's a real thing?
1: That part, I don't know. I know most people tried to figure out what the play was at the time that the show came out, but I don't know what happened after that, you know? Okay.
0: So, yeah, uh... Allison is feeling, you know, she's having trouble with the play. And so the director, Captain Assgrab, um <laughs> is like, you need to breathe in through your diaphragm and out through your whatever he called it and grabbed her ass. And she was like, that's not that. And he was like, now say, oh, and push it out through your butthole. And like, what the fuck? Um, but then Felix comes. Just in time, and she's like, "Yo, that's my acting coach. We need to, we need to go." And she tells uh, Felix about how Donnie is her uh, her monitor, and Felix is still thinking that Ainsley is her monitor and Donnie's her husband. And Allison's like, "You know, I was wrong uh, about that because the text message that I saw is suspicious." And then she tells him that Ainsley's dead because he ain't know. Um, and as they're talking, she's steadily pulling bottle after bottle out of her pockets and just taking him to no. the neck and then giving him a swallow. You skip the most, this, you,
1: the you skip, you skip the best part about this scene. After he walks in, the guy tries to shake his hand and, he and he's goes,
0: like, I saw where I, you had that hand.
1: I know, I know where your hand has been. No, thank you. <laughs> like he is the light of every one of these fucking episodes.
0: Mm hmm. I'm that's not the think best. Allison
2: has a problem. What well, um, you yes. think?
0: Yeah, um, she passed out at the party. But um, just wait. The that's not the best part of the scene, Scar. The best part of the scene is when Allison's like crying and she's upset about what she did to Ainsley, and um, she's like, I, I, I need to test Dinah to see if he's really my monitor, and she's just throwing out all these ideas and drinking. And Felix is like, do you got any ideas or do you want to keep on drinking? And she's like, I think I need to keep drinking for a while and then I'll have an idea. Ah, oh, Allison and Felix together are just magic. I love every scene they're in together. It's always Absolutely. great.
1: Absolutely. And like the idea of like him, him, like he, he, he like, Something about him knows when Allison, there's something going on with Allison and he needs to be there. hmm Like, that's the crazy thing. And, like, we're going to get a little bit of that next episode, but it's just, like, there's, like, I love I love the two of them together.
0: And so uh, Sarah and Shaban Miss S, are in the forest, and Sarah says that Miss S should have called, but Miss S, like, I don't trust phones. And I knew we were being watched, so um, I messed up the place to make it look like an abduction. Duh. <laughs> um, and they get to a house which Sarah recognizes because it's the house of some bird watchers who took them in when they first arrived from uh, the United Kingdom, uh, from London. And the man's name is Barry, and the woman's name is Brenda. They both have a. Uh, Irish accents, and they both welcome them, and they do the thing that your people do to you, whether they're drunk or not at parties, which is, do you remember me? Oh, my God. You was about two when you last saw me. Do you remember? You got so big. Do you remember me? Man, I hate that. No, nigga, I don't remember you. You just said I was shitting on myself. I was kind of busy. That still happens today to me. People asking you if they were, if you remember them when the last time you saw them, you were like 14. Well, if you're 14, you probably do. I don't. I'm not even gonna front.
1: I t- I've told this story several times, but it happened to me at school.
0: Tell the story again, Scar.
1: Okay. Well, <laughs> I in in the 10th grade. In the 10th grade, I was in I was in ROTC. I was on the drill team, and there was a large picture of me in the yearbook. And then after the yearbooks came out, I was stopped by a random teacher that I've never seen before. Turns out this lady was one of my mom's best friends. And like I said earlier in the show, my mom died when I was seven. So, so nice. like, like, I don't, I, like, I have no idea who this lady is. And like, so like, you know, she stops and she's telling me about, and she's like telling me about my mom and stuff like that. And it was like, wow, this is fucking crazy. But she said, as soon as she saw me in that in that yearbook, that's that yearbook photo in my name, she knew exactly who I was, and she she felt like she absolutely needed to talk to me. Um, because of course she was one of my mom's good friends and she was kind of one of her um her party buddies. They went they went out to the clubs and they drank and you know, shit like that. Um but um yeah, I thought that was, you know, and then she was just like, You don't remember me? It's like my mom died when I was seven. How, how the fuck am I supposed to remember you from then? Mm-hmm. Yep, that happened to me. And then, but you know, Sarah
2: remembered these people. Oh, yeah. yes, yes. you Brenda, you Brenda. I know Brenda.
1: Yeah, yeah. She, she she recognized the guy, but she couldn't picture. She couldn't. She couldn't figure out his name.
0: Yeah, I remember you. You that one. Yeah, you that one, nigga. Remember? Remember? I was I, I was bouncing the ball in the house, and you took my ball and you stabbed it with a fucking knife. You tried to, handed it back me. to me and said, "Go between my legs now, motherfucker." <laughs> You're trying to force
1: me to eat liver.
0: (laughs) Nigga, did I tell y'all about when my mom literally chopped up liver and told us? She knew we didn't like liver. My brother or I, we fucking hate liver. It's nasty as shit. So one day, she got tired of that shit. She chopped up liver. She chopped up cheese. She chopped up onions and and all that stuff and said she had steak fajitas for us. (laughs) And you ate it and liked it. No, we didn't. We took a bite and it was liver with cheese on it, nigga. <laughs> and so... Was, liver with cheese sounds like the worst thing ever. <laughs> it was awful. It was so bad that we went to my grandma's house for dinner. We were like, granny, pick us up. We snitched like Brandon. What do you mean snitch like Brandon? When you called your mama and your family for whooping you, you snitched, nigga.
1: No, I was reporting the crime. That nigga, that nigga Brandon got that wrist. That nigga,
0: that nigga called his mom like, Mama. <laughs> I was reporting the crime. Mama. Mama. Why, why are you crying? And then she started crying too. Why are you crying? You tell me why are you crying? They, 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 they made me get a sweat. And the next thing you know, your mama's already at the door. I wish you would. You snitched. I wish you would. I snitched on my dad once, once, my nigga, and it was like, like, you know, when you only got one shot and you should save it, I snitched over the worst thing, that nigga took my Will Smith and DJ Jazzy Jeff, uh, summertime CD and wouldn't let me listen to it, and I called my mom and snitched, and this was right after my mom and dad got divorced. And we were on visitation with him up in Washington, and my mom was in California, and she called.
2: By the way, the right, best album—I mean, the best song—that album was "Brand New Funk," still the greatest.
1: I need to take a look. That I mean, my my dad took my Onyx tape. I just waited till he wasn't there. I made a dub and kept it fucking moving.
2: Yeah, but a dub. Know. What do you mean you made a
0: dub? What it was, a tape, tape. With, with it was a tape in nineteen ninety?
1: It was a tape it was a tape it was back the fuck up i had the tape throw
0: it now here's my question um onyx back the fuck up did it start off with just throw your hands in the air and what huh throw your guns throw your guns in the air and then they sag right in the back the fuck up right
1: um, not necessarily.
0: I must have saw a live version of it. Also, uh, Brandon, Brand New Funk isn't on the same CD as Summertime. And I, Summertime I thought that. Brand New Funk is on, he's a DJ on The Rapper. Yeah, he's a DJ on The Rapper. Yeah, Summertime is on Home Base with, uh, The Boy is Smooth and, and Who Stole the DJ and You Saw My Blinker, Bitch. Ah! You
2: Saw ah. My Blinker, Bitch?
1: Yeah. Oh, please don't make him. God damn it. (laughs) Charlie loves this fucking song for some reason. It's
0: it's misogynistically funny. This is a story I'll never
1: forget About the day my new car got hit It caught me off guard cause it happened so quick When I heard the crash I got mad as hell Cruising down the highway fast not slow 90 miles an hour in my 5.0 People waving at me cause they know who I am Alpine stereo blasting the jam
0: I still feel like he got in this situation and went straight to to the booth (laughs) I'm not gonna play it I just feel like that's what happened Like he went straight to the booth Like this is a story I'll never forget Also Brandon you know white people music, right? So you know Alanis Morissette? No, I don't know her. Oh, that's too bad. Okay, cool. So um, Why would I know Alanis Morissette? I like Alanis Morissette. She has Morissette. great music. Alanis Morissette. You ought to know.
2: Morissette.
0: Yeah. But if I you know don't know it.
2: Is, I know who the person is. I just don't know her music.
0: Well, yeah, she has one song. You should listen to it. It's called You Ought to Know. And Is that the song
2: li- that Joel Santana made the remix on on no. Volume 4?
0: No. I don't think so. But it's a song that if you listen to it, it sounds just like a fucking WrestleMania promo.
2: That reminds me, I'm going to WrestleMania. You are? Let's go. That's what's yeah, up. Sunday. Going
1: Sunday. I don't know if I'm going Saturday, but I'm going
2: Sunday.
0: So excited Um
1: I just want to say uh slide the song that this the the bass sample for you saw my blinker came from is still about even though it came out two years before I was born
0: so that's uh, Sly stone right no why the song is called, the song slide? is called
1: the song is called slide by slave
0: slave why don't you slide my mom one of her favorite groups is uh slave,
2: yeah, I learned so much about music talking to y'all. 'Cause I listen to the same and Slave, slave is songs um, over and over again.
0: Slave, slave
1: is whew. Slave Slave is, they got some hits in like a right? lot of samples. Watching you is uh, <laughs> let's, let's get is let's get blown and gin and juice.
0: Slave
1: <laughs> it's so good Snoop sampled it twice.
0: <laughs> slave is so Brandon, I'll play one song from Slave and you'll be like, I know that song. And Okay, let's see. All right, hold on.
1: Are you going to play Watching You? Because, like, we can get gin and juice and let's get blown from that.
0: No, I'm not.
2: Just a touch of love. I don't know that song. Really? Really? This is my kind of music, though. I don't know this song. You don't know this song either? The, the,
1: the hook. All they did was change the words. Down the street,
0: watching ladies, go by, Sipping on gin and juice. I don't
1: know that song either. No, that's this, my type of music. No, but the, the, the words, it's gin and juice. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> like <laughs> rolling down the street smoking indoors, sipping out
1: gin and juice <laughs> and then the actual words he says the 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 when the the verses starts is the way he's singing let's get blown mm-hmm. like looking at ladies and all what's of your them, what's
2: your go-to song when somebody
1: when you want to prove to
2: somebody about somebody you get what i'm saying no. Like, but. hey, I bet you didn't know. Like, I bet you didn't know this person did this. And then you play a song. Y'all um, have a go-to? Because
1: I am a go-to. I bet you didn't know that um make them say uh is Apache. What? <laughs> <laughs> I, like like jump on it? Yes. hmm Really? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I I could I can I can find that this uh some uh-huh. DJ I didn't know this out. had no idea there's a there's a, DJ, there's a dj who did a short hold on i'm i'm i will put it in the chat so Rashani can play it but this shit is like amazing
0: mine is that um i bet you didn't know that robert palmer made his all of his hits were stolen from black people like every song he made wasn't really his song. He was just literally singing a black person song again to white people, and that's how he became a, a hit maker.
1: Yeah, but I mean, we've known this from like
0: Brandon the, didn't.
1: What's your kind of um, like? What's his name? Pat Boone. Pat Boone.
0: Mine's is, um, like it always... hot.
2: <laughs> Mine's is always before you turn off the lights. The world class wrecking crew.
0: Oh yeah, no of one course.
2: Knows that's Doctor Dre.
0: We, all, no we all know that.
2: The
1: nigga says,
2: the doctor.
3: The,
1: like the world class
2: doctor. <laughs> the
0: master the doctor. of seduction. Wait.
1: The best Wait. song. Rashawn, you play that.
0: I shared the... I. Sh- you can literally share the sound. Okay, fine. I will play I it.
1: can't share sound because you you have it blocked for me.
0: No, I, I don't. Okay. I don't. But fine. Here we go. I
1: heard this so many times, it did not catch the sample. I'm like, wow.
0: It's from and it's DJ
1: obvious what you hear, but it's like,
0: they did something with it. Oh. Out some
1: teeth. They got it from this. When I caught it, I said, it. what
3: <laughs> That was kind of hard, though.
1: I did not catch this shit.
0: Oh, my God, wow. I hear it now. Right here.
1: Why am I dancing to it, though?
0: That's it. Now you probably like, wait a minute, wait a dun, minute, dun, minute, wait a minute, wait a dun, minute. minute. do dun, dun. <laughs> uh, What? <laughs> Make him say, uh. Nah, 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 nah. I say, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel like that could have been anything. Anyway.
0: But that's you the know, beauty of samples. It's like you hear it and then you can't unhear it anymore.
1: I would say the 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 crazy the crazy one that I hit people with is uh, "Ready or Not" by the Delphonic's. The beginning of "Ready or Not," the first like the first like thirty or forty seconds of that song is literally "Ready or Not" by the Fugees. It's "Socket it to Me" by Missy Elliott, and it's "Who Run It" by Three Six Mafia. Those songs could not be further from each other. But they all came from the first 30 seconds of that one song.
0: For a while, Brandon, and listeners, if y'all want to go back and find them, uh, I think it's on the single serving podcast feed. For a while, when we did the Dream Team, every single episode, Scar would find a song, an old school song. And then after that, he played a song that sampled from it. And one day, I wanted to do that, too, so... What song was it? It was by um, D Train, Keep On. And at one point in that song, he stops and says, Sky is limiting, you know that you keep on, just keep on pressing on. And he says it over and over again Sky is limiting, you know that you can have what you want, be what you want. Biggie Smalls took that for Sky is a Limit. Then,
1: huh. of course, okay,, or,
0: and then you know. also the blue eyed gangster Bobby caldwell, um he took his beat, um mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Da, 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 da,
0: da. I can't remember what the song is called, but the, yeah,
1: you, no, that's I mean, biggie smalls like. I mean especially with Jay Z, like Jay Z made whole fucking songs out of Vicky Song stuff.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. See, I only get it when it's obvious. Like Dr. Dre taking Funkadelic. And I'll be like, oh that's exactly from this song. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean
0: what's obvious for you isn't obvious for somebody else. So what's obvious for Scar isn't may not be obvious for you and vice versa. You know what I'm saying? You know,
1: you know the the sample for um for uh hold on what's the song? Uh shit. Um the Dr. Dre uh one, two, three, and two to the four Dr. Dre's that dope? Um I,
0: can't the name I wanna of do something freaky to you.
1: Do you know that sample has the lady like breathing? The, the, the sample actually has her breathing like in the sample of their song. Mm-hmm. Did did you know that is Quest Love's mom?
0: I did not. <laughs> so does Questlove. that mean that Dr. Dre is Questlove's dad? No, <laughs> Questlove's
1: dad was in a was it he was a du- he was in a doo group.
0: Ah,
2: mm-hmm. okay. Oh my god! I'm, a, I'm telling you, I'm starting to go fund me. I need to get Scar to do a music podcast.
1: Not gonna happen. It
2: won't. We gotta get you paid, man, to do this
1: because, because nigga, this I comes- can I get paid? This stuff happens. This, stuff, music
2: this, stuff,
0: he this is. stuff
1: happens organically, like while we're talking. He could have like, it does, else,
0: he's got you beat on music. I know he does. I know he does. I'm not even. I'm. I'm just hurt by other shit.
2: He got yeah. you beat. On, he got everybody I've yeah. ever talked to beat on music. Yeah.
1: The 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 crazy part is the 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 ready or not like those the 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 strings at the beginning of ready or not when it first starts they just chopped those mm-hmm. strings up and made who run it like who who the fuck knew that that little bit became who run it did you know Scott
2: Hall Razor Ramon when he was not on WWF or WCW when he or when he was in WCW and they used to do house shows like non TV shows he would come out to ready or not. And he would have the dopest entrance coming out the radio night, like doing the whole Razor Ramon thing, like to the beat. It's on YouTube. You should watch it. It's pretty fucking cool. Did,
1: did you know Offset was a dancer for uh, Whitney Houston? When he was on the set? Offset? Woo, 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 woo. <laughs> Uh, he, he's offset as a child is in, I can't remember hold on, which which music video he was actually in one of the videos too
0: and did you know the Tupac was a background dance for Digital Underground okay, yeah, everybody we all, we we all know that. do that well fine, be like that everybody knows that, he
2: was hopping around doing the Humpty Hump as I clown around when I hang around with the underground I Girls used to frown every time that I come around
0: You messed up See, you gassed me when they passed me Dissed me, harassed me And now they asked me They kiss me I messed up? Yes you did I did a whole episode on Tupac
2: See you didn't know I knew about this stuff I'm an old soul, Rashani Whatever hey, I'm an old soul
3: Time out
1: Okay, that was just random.
0: I just like it. I mean, we are just going all over the place. We're never going to finish this episode. We're going to finish this episode. (laughs) (laughs)
2: A band.
3: Yes.
1: That is Mr. William Bilal, currently tell at him. Benedict
0: College. Tell him, Scar. Tell him. Tell him.
1: That that is Mr. William Bilal, currently at Benedict College. But even when he was in high school, at Fairfield Central, um, his skill with a trombone is fantastic. That it's dude like, is playing that at that's a trum- Benedict in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. His brother went to Benedict. His brother Hank is a is a dope ass um trombone player also. But yes, uh that dude that dude uh he went to Benedict but in uh at in, in high school send me that.
0: All of that send came that off the trombone. All of that. that. Facebook group, Scar. I'll send it to you. It's my ringtone. Scar sold it to me. That was the way Scar got me listening to college uh, band music. Dope. I made that, that my ringtone. Yeah, I will.
1: I will send you. I will send you. Like, there's, there's recordings of him in high school where he's doing that, and it's just like, holy fuck, that video was. That video was from was at Benedict, but like even in high school he was doing that. Mm-hmm. My wife's
2: really into that. She went to Cookman, so she's always talking about bands. My my um
1: my homeboy went to Cookman. He's a band director in Atlanta, he, North Atlanta High School.
0: My homeboy went to prison. I got, I got,
1: <laughs> I got, I got, I got some of those.
0: I got that. I got some of those. So, um, <laughs> Angela and Art are at uh, Art's apartment, and and I told y'all I'm not calling her Angela D'Angelis anymore. But, um,
2: I hate this woman. Oh, she hasn't even done nothing to make me hate her, but I just know it's coming. Like, I can just see it. Why? Because she so bought a book? No, because she's fucking hard on to get to. I hate cops that have a hard on
0: for a case. I, I'm just shocked because I never heard you say you hate something. I hate a lot of things. I know, but you never talk about them, well, they never come up. Do you like liver?
2: No, who likes liver?
0: Exactly, Scar. See, told you so. So, um. Scar is not like Lover either. Fuck An- no. Angela's talking with uh, Art about Art being in trouble because he, Daniel, pulled a, you know, a, a, a Brandon and reported a crime. <laughs> and Art's like, you know, uh, the police is taking care of it. And Angela tells him, uh, we got more pictures of a strange Jane Doe than an officer found in the hospital. And they sent it over to me, you know, camera phone. And this, for a camera phone in 2013, this picture is, is I I, I was just thinking at first, this is remarkably clear. And then I remembered in 2013, iPhones were out. Yeah, like out for five years. First iPhone was 08. Yeah, that's wild. Um... But it's a picture of Helena, and Angela remarks, this looks like clone number five, and Art's like, don't go anywhere with this, please do not pursue this, please don't go to the hospital, please promise me you're not going to go to the hospital, and if this was the Chappelle show, the next thing we would have saw was Angela saying, so I I didn't put my feet up on Art's couch. So anyway, I had my feet up (laughs) on Art's couch. (laughs) Because she promised and then the very next thing she's at the hospital. But Helena's gone because Marks came and got her. Put her in a wheelchair and pushed her out. Um and we see that at the um at the back at the Johansson farm, uh there's a young girl, Gracie, who's handed a tray of food by Bonnie, uh, which she carries to the farm to a house and the farm is super large and has people all over the place living and working there. Um and she has a problem with calling Helena it. Will it eat? And she's nervous about being near it. But uh, Henrik assures her that everything will be fine because there's nothing to be scared of. Um, and inside the house, Helena's asleep with, med- with with monitors all over her. And Tomas is kneeling next to her, like self-flagellating himself, just whipping himself with a belt. And Gracie comes in and puts the tray of food down for Helena and gets the fuck out the room. Because I would too if a nigga's kneeling next to a fucking person that I don't even know. Just hitting himself over and over again with a belt. And Tomas thanks Henrik for rescuing them. um, Even though, as he calls her, the abomination, Helena has no soul. And that's why she didn't die when she got shot. And that's when Henrik tells him that it's no miracle that the bullet didn't kill her. Uh, he has an X-ray a and it shows that she's a mirror where her organs are reversed, which sometimes happens with identical twins. And Tomas. Oh, I
2: missed this part.
0: Yes. Yeah. And Tomas oh. considers this all a mark of corruption. And Henrik is like, no, it's only science. My faith was stirred through science at MIT. And Scar's right. If we ever just said, you know, God created science too, it would be, oh, I didn't expect you to ever say that. I feel like That's Scar so just gave us the atheist uh, playbook.
1: I mean, I mean, it's really kind of simple.
0: It is. <laughs> yeah, it is kind of simple. <laughs> but you never hear anybody say it. Donnie is on the exercise bike at home as Allison's on the phone setting up the play and, you know, against Donnie, setting up the scheme. And she tells Donnie Marjorie Donnie that she can't do it today. Yeah, he, he's an absolute fool. Um, and on the other end of the phone is Felix, who's coaching her because he's her acting coach. Um, and While Allison's
2: he's ass naked painting this black man.
0: Yes,
1: he 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 usually paints naked.
0: And, and he usually paints dicks.
1: But well, oh, he had his dick oh, covered. I went, no, lady. no. He, um, in
0: okay, every photo, thing, in every painting, oh. there's a dick. One,
1: one thing, yes, in every painting, there's a dick. But um, I will say this: there's one thing that if you if you know, you know. If you don't, like you you'll you is blinking, you miss it. The uh, when um, when Gracie's mom gives her the food, and they're talking. Um, when. Gracie walks off and the mom turns around and goes to get the clothes. The lady who has her back to the camera is the is the double for the clones. Oh. Huh. She 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 actually has a she actually has a speaking part later. But yes, that lady who, with her back to the camera is the lady who plays the double for the clones. When there's more than one clone in a scene, she is the one. She's always the, the now. I, clone.
0: I will admit that's one thing that you are absolutely right about, uh, Brandon. Was how early they could do that because Joe did come through and say that he was in a uh, film class and they did that back in like early. I forgot
1: about that. Yeah, right but the nigga that. said the nigga said when I was in film school, nigga, you were in film school. This we're talking about like how, like how hard this yeah, seems school, like it would be. You, when you start, all you do is use Final Cut, which anybody can get. Yeah, but then but then like of course like in a situation, likes me when I was in college. But like what he said, like when they hug each other, that was be that would be challenging. And basically, what they did, they just do a head replacement, which that doesn't seem very fucking easy.
2: It's not as hard as you think. It's like Photoshop, but with movie
0: pictures. And so Allison... its hard. <laughs> Allison says, I can't talk to Sarah right now, which is what Donnie hears. He hears Sarah. And Felix is like, now set the hook. And so Allison hangs up and well, she whispers that she can't talk to Sarah right now. And then she hangs up and tells Donnie she needs to go out there something. She needs to get done immediately. And as she leaves out, you can see Donnie slowing the bike down. Um, and at the cemetery in the next scene, Allison is standing by Ainsley's grave and she's wearing dark glasses and looking around as if nervous. And Donnie's crouched down behind like a fucking tombstone.
2: You know what I noticed this episode? All of the clones, all of the clones, um, what do you call them? it. What do they call them? Monitors? All the clones' monitors, I think, actually care about the clones. I think.
0: Well, I mean, Delphine if you spend enough time with somebody, you're going to get invested.
2: I think Delphine cares about Casima. Uh, obviously, Paul cares about Sarah now, and I think,
0: I think that Donnie actually does care about Allison. Yeah, no. I mean, if you if you're around somebody long enough, you're going to get invested. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's going to happen. That's the way I look at it.
1: But I can't, I can't speak because I think what I want to say is in the next episode.
0: <laughs> so, um, Donny's on the phone with Doctor Leakey giving him a play-by-play, and he tells him, "I found her, and you said to call you when she mentioned Sarah, someone." Um, and Sarah Stubbs arrives, and she and Allison hug and talk about Ainsley, and Donny starts reporting on what Sarah Stubbs is doing to Doctor Leakey. And Dr. Leakey's like, what the fuck are you doing on the phone with me? He and said, no. He said, he
1: said, what should I do? It's he's like, are Sarah Stubbs. And he's like, Who the who is Sarah Stubbs? And he like, explains who she is. And he was like, what should I do? And he's like, hang up the phone.
0: Dummy. <laughs> it's Donnie, sir, but I'll allow it. You call me dummy like four times, but it's Donnie. It was so obvious, too. Right? Yeah. And as the phone gets hung up, Allison's standing right there watching him. And it's like, oh.
1: She shows up like she shows up like Jason. All of a sudden she's just fucking there.
0: Mm-hmm. Because she's been watching him too. I've been watching one lady go by watching you. Um, back at the Bird Watchers' houses or the Bird Watchers house, uh, Miss S says she's getting herself and Kira out of there to London tonight. Actually Sarah asked her what's the plan and Miss S is like, Well, I got tickets to London and Sarah's like, Cool. When are you and Felix following me and Kira? <laughs> and Miss S is like, yeah, about that. Um, y'all can come when it's safe, but we're going now. And Sarah's mad, and Miss S is like, you know, you really haven't been doing that well at protecting Kira without me. So, I mean, at that point in time, Sarah calls Miss S what? out about, huh? She ain't wrong at all. Uh, at that point in time, I mean, it's only been like two months since she didn't have a drug habit or whatever she was doing where she was running around with Vic Thieving and all that kind of stuff. So that's like my daughter showing up and being like, I'm taking my daughter to fuck you is. Please. Plus your daughter magical. No, nigga. No. But Sarah calls Miss S out about the photo and says that Amelia put her with the people in the photo. And Miss S swears she doesn't know who they are. And I she's believe her. Lying. I believe her. I don't know why, but I do.
1: Uh um, she's Ms. definitely lying. lying. She's definitely lying. Well yeah. <laughs> like this seems pretty fucking obvious. Like you kind of like the first time you watch it, you kinda of believe her. But uh, like not me. you 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 definitely know she's lying. She lying. She's lying about lying, something. but I don't think she's
2: against Sarah. But she's lying about something. I feel like she's Sarah's monitor.
1: I don't know no, about that. No, she's not no. a monitor. Sarah she don't have a monitor. She, she can't be a monitor because remember they didn't know about Sarah and Helena. Yeah, so they Sarah don't, don't, don't have, have a
2: monitor.
1: Okay, well fine. I
0: felt like it. <laughs> because, <laughs> so, because of
1: Amelia, they don't have monitors.
0: So um at dinner later that evening, uh Miss S. Brenda and Barry are reminiscing about the old days, um, and about Miss S running guns to raise funds to help the strikers. Fight for justice. And they're like
1: I could can, not stop looking at Brenda's teeth, bruh. Like, yo. And she had no she ain't had much in the way of lips. So like it was just her teeth.
0: And Miss S, we find out that she was a shooter, not a cooker. Um and at Dyad, Cassima's putting her room together, planning out what she's gonna buy for the lab and everything. Um and she and Delphine are getting close again because You know, when Rachel walks in and Rachel looks at them and she's like, oh, you're gay. (laughs) Oh, okay. And Rachel shows Cosima her latest medical test um, and also data on Katja's lung condition. And Cosima says she would like the original's genome. But Rachel's like, you know, you can't have it because any problems that we have must be from the cloning process. And your most important question that you should have is how does Sarah have a child? At the watches again, the phone rings and Barry goes outside to take the call. He's making some arrangements on getting uh, Miss S and Kira out. But he and Brenda won't let anyone else know the arrangements, which is literally a red flag like a motherfucker. Now, uh, and I,
1: but but Miss S, S says originally, that's how this goes. You know what I mean? Like, you know, nobody knows everything. So, you know, plausible, plausible deniability.
0: deniability.
1: Right. So, like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I wasn't red flagged the first time, like, you know what I mean? It's just when he came back and she's just, and she starts asking questions and they, and shit just starts to go left. That's when.
0: You know what this scene reminded me of for some reason? Maybe it's because it was white people in a creepy ass house. It reminded me of that um, Telltale presents The Walking Dead. Where you got to run down the stairs and tell everybody that they're eating humans.
1: Yes. Exactly. Yes, it does.
0: It's one of the best video games ever.
1: Yes, Um, like a motherfucker at the end.
0: Yeah, me too. I didn't even want to go to part two. I was like, "Fuck that shit." (sighs) So
1: there's only only two times I really had like a real deal reaction. That in the beginning of The Last of Us. The beginning of the Last of Us made me stop, turn the fucking PlayStation off, and go drink.
0: Like that's how <laughs> fucked up I was. The, oh, the end of it me, actually tore me down. Tore you, you down? It made me <laughs> angry. Yes, that's what I'm saying. Oh, it was so
1: stupid. The beginning of that, as a as a father of a little girl, who at the time I was separated from my little girl. Like, bruh,
0: that shit fucked me. What's y'all's favorite video game of all time? Mass
1: Effect 2. Easy. I'm Random. replaying Mass Effect 2 right now, the hell did you say that. Um I've played it at least 15 times.
0: We did a podcast about that too.
1: <laughs> that we did.
2: My favorite video game is probably um, it's probably Horizon Zero Dawn.
0: I love that game. I do hate, that's the Uh game that made me start making fun of folks who say the before time.
1: I played about a good hour or so, and I stopped. And then when I went back to the game, I didn't remember how to fuck to play it anymore because it'd been like two weeks. <laughs> right, so okay. I just so, so gonna... I just stopped playing. I stopped playing right before the proving, like when shit gets when shit really gets kicked off. But then again, I'm a motherfucker. Oh yeah, you were like ten percent of the game. <laughs> yeah, I don't like sneaking in video
2: games. I hate it. You don't have to sneak in that game. You can go balls out if you
1: want. Yeah, I hate it. I absolutely hate it. I just but beat I'll... the second one two days ago.
0: I have the second season. one. I haven't. I haven't really gotten a chance to do, uh, play it. I've been playing Seafood and also Death's Door, uh, which came out last year, but it's still greatness. It's like a uh, a what's that? Elder Rings Light. Yeah,
1: I, I don't play Souls like games.
0: Yeah, no, no, me either. That's why I like this one, because it's a lot lighter.
1: I'm still playing Division 2, and me and the homeboys uh, started really getting back into Live
0: 19. NBA Live 19. I think my favorite game of all time is still Halo 3. But if it's not, it's Hades.
1: Yeah, I know you've spoken very highly of Hades, and uh, available on Game Pass. Um,
0: Y'all should play
1: it. I still haven't played it yet.
0: I have beaten that game to this point, 172 times. <laughs> Good boy.
3: <laughs> to this point.
0: Oh, so anyway, uh, Sarah takes care of the bed, and while she's taking care of the bed, she's not really taking care of the bed. She just wants to get some information from her. And Kira's like, um, recognize those photos of the scientists that you had, you know? I, I saw when Miss S was sneaking through Amelia's stuff. And she's like, you know, I don't think all Miss S's secrets are that good, and I agree with you. I think we should go. And I was like, that's a line for a seven-year-old. Like, I, I, you're right, Mom. We but need to get up out has, of here.
1: She has, she has had so many moments of intuition for a child mm-hmm. that, like, like the 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 part where you understand why is like, oh, okay, now we get it
0: mm-hmm, she got a weird face though um, and so they sneak out the house and they get into the truck, and of course, the truck doesn't work it's it's not her face, it's her face, like her mouth like the lower part of her face doesn't match the upper part. I don't know, she just looks like a character from the Octarina of time and shit. It's a weird face um <laughs> it's weird it it ugh. I can't unsee it. Like, you and Brenda and the teeth, it's the same thing for me and Kira's lower part of her face. Kira. Like, it's weird. Yeah, it's weird. Kira. Um, so, they go and sneak out and get into the truck, but of course, just like any other show, the car won't start immediately. And so, Barry hears it and runs outside to stop it. And he breaks the window of the car and grabs Sarah, and they start tussling back and forth. And Sarah grabs that handyman type lunchbox or uh, handyman pail. I don't know what the fuck is in those things and never actually open up and show if it's a toolbox or if it's a lunch pail. It probably is a toolbox. toolbox. But whatever it is, it should have taken him the fuck out when she clocked him between the eyes with it. Because she literally leaned back and then came forward and hit him blunt force in the forehead with it. But he stayed up until he got... Headshot. One shot, one kill by Miss
1: S. No, 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 no. You the 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 tussle with Mrs. S happens before that. Miss no. S turns into fucking John Wick. Miss
0: yes. S Miss S turns into a motherfucking savage. Be, because before she goes out and shoots Barry with the headshot, she's Brenda's in the house. Acting strangely too. and Brenda shows a gun and tries to tries to keep uh, Miss S inside. and Miss S takes a serving fork and a knife and puts Brenda's hand on the table. And stabs the serving fork through the hand. And then she puts the other hand on the table. My nigga, once you stabbed one of my hands through, you're not going to get a chance to stab the other one. I'm not just going to let you lift my other hand up on the table like this. You ain't whooping me twice. I'm going to call my mama. Mama,
1: she stabbed me? I just imagine that's how
0: you sounded when you called your mom, Brandon.
1: I'm literally watching this shit on Mm. mute. That shit happens so fast. Mrs. S, like, she turns into a complete fucking assassin.
0: She's a sav.
1: And then walks outside and one shot, one kills this nigga. And and
0: it's not like it was a close shot. Like, she just, she, this is back, a couple episodes back when she was like, anybody can get a rifle out here. (laughs) Gangster. Oh my God, such a savage. But and then, then, like,
1: what she does, what she does with the rifle right after she shoots him. Like, anybody who's ever been in the military or been in the ROTC or whatever, like that, and handles a rifle, they know that that is your natural resting position before you do any other moves with that rifle. She does that shit clean. Like real clean. <laughs> like like I've like I've seen that shit before. I was I was an RTC for four fucking years in high school. I know that shit. The way she does that shit is just like, oh, she knows what the fuck she's doing with that damn rifle.
0: And so after she shoots him, Sarah pulls off Um and Miss S stares at her for a second, like, you know, I y'all I understand what you're doing. Um and goes back inside the house. And um, she talks to Brenda. Brenda. And Brenda tells her, you know, hey, we, we talked all this saving everybody shit. All this talk of justice, yo, we, we're starving. The Proletheans have deep pockets, like... What you want nah, me to he, do? She said,
1: she said we found the Lord and the Lord has deep pockets. And she was like, Oh the Proletheans <laughs> got to you?
0: Mm-hmm. So she pulled out that gun again. This time it was not nearly as far away. How'd the Proletheans know about them? Proletheans know about everybody, fam. They just I didn't know, know this stuff. shit.
1: Maggie Chin, remember? Yep. Maggie Chin knows about the clones because she was a part of the process and it felt it, it yeah, but felt Maggie conflicted. Chen didn't know about Sarah. Maggie Chen did not know about Sarah, but like the Prolethians have they they have people on the insides of a lot of different places. Um They've and have their hands in
0: a lot of different pots.
1: You'll you'll find out. The Prolethians are um savvy when it comes to having people on their side. I'll just say that.
0: But Miss S is a salve
1: fucking savage
0: and so uh allison calls felix to tell him to confirm that yes donnie is her monitor um he took the bait and she needs to get out of her situation and felix is like you know what i love to help but i can't i'm about to dip up out of town i need you to play possum for a while you gotta you gotta play coming up just play the role for a while you're gonna be fine i gotta get out of town with sarah and kira and sarah and kira pull up At that time, um, and Felix gets in, and she tells Felix, I I killed Ainsley, Felix. And Felix claps right back. Ainsley wore a scarf in the kitchen, like,
1: (laughs) (laughs) exactly. There's the bars. In the moment, and she has a she has a what what looks like a glass of wine right there. And the mm-hmm. moment she hangs up that phone, she takes some pills and drinks. Takes some up.
0: pills and drinks up. And at the uh, Johansson farm, or the Joh- yeah the Johansen farm, as they enter uh, where Mark is working, Henrik asks Tomas how long he's had Helena, and he says since she was twelve. And Henrik remarks, she's the twin of a fertile clone. Perhaps she could conceive as well. And Tomas says, No, she's an abomination, defective and dangerous. And then Mark comes over and literally cattle prods that nigga in the back of the head. I I would have it. oh! It's, it's the, a new day, uh, yes it is. What
1: what movie was that where the the Come on.
0: Uh uh, there will not. There, there will be is, blood.
1: Is, is it there will be blood? I think no. It's be. not.
0: There will be blood. Yes, it is. There will be blood, where the niggas just walking through with that cattle prod and killing people. Yeah.
1: Yes, he, yes, and I, I, I always get uh, uh, there will be blood and No Country for Old Men mixed up because they came out around the same time.
0: Yes, they did. They came out exactly the same time. But No Country for Old Men is the from across room I drink your milkshake.
1: Movie, <laughs> with just fucking I've never seen it but I've seen that clip
0: that is the best Daniel Day Lewis that acting is so iconic I bought the movie just for that there's movies that again that's a good movie all the way through but I wouldn't be mad if I just caught the last five minutes because that nigga goes hard on him and then murders him with a bowling pin it's this the best d- that, d- Daniel
1: Day Lewis is a weird
0: dude he's a method actor
1: He is a method actor. He stays in character the whole time while Mm -hmm. filming a movie. The whole time. He never breaks character. You Mm -hmm. gotta do what you gotta do. And and they think about this. Like, this is the same dude that did my left foot. Like, (laughs) he never broke character. (laughs) You
0: know Mm -hmm. what I mean? But yes, um, after he kills Tomas. Um Henrik holds his hat for a second and then he says, It's a new day, yes it is. <laughs> Praise him. <laughs> oh, 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 oh. Come, on, Brandon. Come on, you know it. Hey! Oh, it. Don't you dare be sour! Clap for your soon-to-be to, to contact and feel the power. It's a new day. Yes, it is. I don't, I don't get it. What? That's I what I get the reference. That's literally what Henrik said at the end he, of the a, episode. He said it's a new day. It's a oh, new day. It, oh. a, a yes, it is.
1: I don't get the wrestling reference. I know what you're talking about. but The I
0: group know. is called the New Day.
1: Yeah, those, those dudes who kind of look like coons.
0: No, well, when they first came out, they're supposed to be. I thought they were supposed to be ex gospel singers, but ain't nobody a coon like, uh, like Booker T and his brother when they came out of slaves. We coming for you, nigga. <laughs> Hulk Hogan, we coming for you, nigga. By the way, shout out to the Iron Sheik who tweeted once again a few days ago. Fuck Hulk Hogan. Forever.
1: So that
0: that, that, that nigga Hulk Hogan went Mel Gibson on us, man. Like, damn, damn, dog. He used to be the man, dog, and then came back and, and just, worked with black folks. while like you didn't say shit? So, and then like the, the the lawsuits,
1: right? They it it like it ended Gawker, right? Was it Gawker that ended up getting killed?
0: It got killed. It was one of my yeah, favorite sites. That was
1: because of Peter
0: Thiel. Yeah, Peter Hogan. Thiel is a dickhole. And Hogan got caught fucking his homie's his homie's wife. And Gawker put the footage up on their website. And, and Peter Thiel was mad because they outed him. They outed him. So he bankrolled Hogan's case to put Gawker out of business. Yep.
1: They had to pay him $140 million.
0: Mm-hmm. And they didn't have it. So... Y'all can leave a voicemail at 916 633 1537. You can also email the show at returntooswald at gmail.com. Uh, Brandon's on Twitter at that cool black nerd. Black is spelled B-O-K. Scar's on Twitter at Scarfinger. I'm Rashani. And the show is RTO Podcasts. Um, you can leave a review on Spotify. It takes like 13 seconds. You can also leave a review on Podchaser. Copy and paste that in a good pods and then copy and paste that in uh Apple Podcasts. We thank you for each. You can donate to the show through Patreon.com slash Single Simulcast or BuyMeACoffee.com slash SSCast or on the Good Pods app. There's a tip jar. You can leave a tip. Just a tip. We want to thank y'all so much for listening. We do greatly appreciate it. Um, next episode will be coming soon. Y'all be good. Mm-hmm. We're going to holler you later. Peace. for another one was made by Makai Beats, and it's called Heaven. You can contact him on makai.com, which is M-A-K-A-I-H dot com, or you can find his beat on the Free Music Archive. This is Single Simulcast.